Blog Talk Radio. Back at it again. It's another edition of the NFL Draft Scout Rick and Joe show here. Uh, I am on location in St. Petersburg at the 2019 East-West Round game, but today we're going to cover the Senior Bowl and uh, preview that. Uh, of course, I'll be joined by my co-host, Joe Everts, never leaving a stone unturned when it comes to discovering draft prospects. And, man, we've uncovered quite a few gems here on the All-Star Circuit, beginning out at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, uh, now at the – East-West Shrine game, and of course you can find out who those risers, sliders, and surprises are over at the NFL Draft Scout, huh, NFL Draft Scout.com. Get it right. Let's go, Rick. The lack of sleep, it can't stop us. It won't ever stop us. Um, we've got our ear to the ground and bringing you nonstop, exclusive, on-location coverage, interviews, all that good stuff. Check it out, NFL Draft Scout.com. Of course, you can give us a follow over at NFL Draft Bible on the Twitterverse is usually the best way to stay on top of things. And, of course, the NFL Draft Bible and NFL Draft Scouts partnering up this year to deliver the best, I said it, the best NFL Draft Guide available anywhere, anytime. Uh, That will be available very soon over on NFLDraftScout.com. Over 400 scouting reports in the can, and we're only in January, so that PDF download is going to be something unique and special, and I promise you, because this is my word, and I will never lie to the people, it will be the best draft guide you pick up this year. So get on it. With that being said, uh, some of the glue that holds it all together here is Joe Everett. We welcome him in. On the Sports Management Worldwide hotline, check out our good friends over at Sports Management Worldwide. And Joe will be in Indianapolis, your backyard, at the Sports Management Worldwide event during the week of the Combine. But today's about the Senior Bowl. I know we'll be linking up down there, and maybe we can recap some of these all-star games. But for today's purposes, we're going to preview the Senior Bowl. Welcome into the show. Let's jump into it. What are you most excited about uh, to see this year down in Mobile? Well, I'd say it's the pass rushers, man. Uh, three days left. We're going to be down south, and uh, I'm just trying to escape the snow. That's probably at the forefront. Mm. I hope I can get out of the mountain of whiteness out here in Indianapolis. But uh, I-, I think there's some real primo matchups um, right off the bat. It's those two tackles. I think Dillard, uh, the Washington State kid, Andre Dillard, and then uh, Caleb mm. McGarry, too. The, both those guys, uh, I think this huge weeks for them because it's an onslaught of pass rushers that they're going to face. Um, I'm looking mainly at uh, – well, I mean, it's hard not to look at Jalen Ferguson, first off, that kid from Louisiana Tech, breaking the NCAA pass rushing record. Um, I think he sizzle. So we get the, when you beat Hacksaw, man, that's, uh, that, that's one to hang up on the wall there for him. But he's now got to go up and back it up. Uh, I think that's a big challenge because he's not – I think last year with Marcus Davenport being easily the best pass rusher of the whole bunch, it was almost easy. But like, oh, wow, there's a legit trick in long off the contour. I think we'll draft him in the first round, and he's beating up on everybody. Well, there's a lot there. There's not that sweat out here. He's still got Over, take over at 
times. He's just not, like, totally consistent, and he's not real twitchy, but Anthony Nelson's just a man out there. I think um, I was already excited, but it's just like every day the new addition to Senior Bowl post to this pass rushing group, it just gets better and better. I didn't even mention Zach Allen. Uh, I just uh, – you can keep going on this whole D-line group, really. It's uh, I, I think mostly the general theme is – if there's a tackle out there that wants to go make them some money, the stage is set. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, speaking of making some money, Joe, I was began this journey out in California uh, at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl. I'm now down in St. Pete for the East-West Shrine game, so I don't share that snowmobile uh, struggle that you're going through. <laughs> um but no, the you know the one guy that really stood out to me at the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, or one of many, was Wes Hills from Slippery Rock, and you know he's a guy I profiled on the NFLDraftScout.com website as a guy that just, you know, Joe, he he's got an incredible, first of all, the size at six foot, two hundred pounds, but incredible agility, impressive spin move. Another one, you know, he just kind of straight lowered the shoulder and barreled over a linebacker and used him like a a used doormat. And now he's getting the call up to the senior ball, which is really exciting for a prospect from the slippery rock. And this is what's great about the all-star process, because if you do play well, scouts will recognize that. And maybe the combine will recognize that. And this kid now has a legitimate shot to receive a combine invite. And this is one guy really that, was way under the radar as I entered the process and now is very high on my radar. And I'm a big fan of West Hills from Slippery Rock. I think the running back group got a shot in the arm there from Wes. Um, a couple guys backing out. Um, and now apparently Tony Pollard from Memphis is a running back by their side. You got me there. He's a heck of a kick returner. We'll see how the rest works out. But I think Wes deserved it. And uh, Jim Nagy tweeted as much. Uh, he was uh, banging the table for him. Not only uh, made the announcement last night, but this morning was saying, no, he flat out earned it. And, you know, our Christian Shanafelt really is, is like this guy even before this whole cycle. So it's uh, kind of nice to see this all come to fruition for it. But really, um, yeah, Hills, I think this is a great opportunity for him because it's not a ton of uh, dynamic backs at this game and he's been added to the south team so it's basically him uh bruce anderson and then uh, i think i guess it's uh armstead so i think that's a pretty good mix for hills to you know like by apples to apples comparison he he's going to look pretty good there especially with how uh, explosive he is i think dexter williams if you put all the backs together is probably the most explosive of the bunch but uh hills has a chance you know, it's um, it's tough during the week for those running backs, but once the game starts and, and no one wants to tackle Wes out there, you know, Slippery Rock's hmm. had a couple players that uh, benefited from a good week of Mobile, and Brandon Fusco's the name that comes to mind to me. That's, uh, that kid really, really took advantage of his week of Mobile. Yeah, no doubt about it. And you mentioned Pollard, who I think is an underclassman who declared early but does have his degree, so he's eligible to play in the Senior Bowl, Joe. And that's what's made this quarterback class so intriguing is that you've got guys now like Daniel Jones and Jarrett Stidham uh, participating in this event right next to uh, Drew Locke of Missouri and Will Greer of West Virginia, Ryan Finley, North Carolina State. I just don't remember a quarterback uh, class 
this good looking entering the senior bowl. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, I think it's a lot of uh, quantity and the quality is, is is there. It's just it's tough to compare it to last year. You know what with Baker being number one, and then what was Josh Allen seven, or uh, you know having those two elites at the top. That uh, I don't know if we're going to see two blue chip quarterbacks there like that again. But I think there's a, a couple potential first rounders in this group. But yeah, the depth. I don't remember there being uh, a depth like this. It's once again, putting those eight quarterbacks in, though, it's just hard to get reps, man. Like, uh, even in practice and then the game, it is just madness with some of what they're doing. Like, everybody gets a quarter, and then will we go with the hot hand, and then some coaches, you know, we'll see what the 49ers staff and the Raiders staff do. But, uh, now it's uh, – I'm, I'm eager to see what Daniel Jones does in the game. Uh, more so than the week. I actually think the week of practices might not be as kind to Daniel Jones. You know, that wind down in Mobile gets up past 10 MPH, and, you know, there's some rain in the forecast in the week, too. I hope we don't witness an indoor practice at any point. But uh, I don't know that Jones is like 10-point accuracy throwing darts out there, uh, spinning it all day. That's not his game. I I think... uh, He's more of like beating coverage, taking what defenses give him, you know, making plays with his feet, opening up holes in the defense, and then throwing. It's like, I don't know, I look at him as more of a gamer. So uh, I don't know how good the week of practice is going to be here for him, but Locke from Missouri is probably the guy I think uh, that he'll he'll be able to shine in the week and just show off, give tickets to the gun show. Uh, you know, the question marks, though, is what, what he's going to be able to pick up from the coaches and what they're feeding them, because I, I just, I don't know want to say coachability, but uh, adaptability, how much he can retain, like, uh, and then just how much velocity do you have out there is going to be, I think, the question. Once again, this that wing gets kicking down south, and it is it is tough to throw. I think that's what where Carson Wentz back a couple of cycles ago, and that's where he made his money. I mean, he's just howitzer in these balls right through the mobile wind, and it's like, People know that's an NFL quarterback right there. So uh, Luck's going to be under pressure. And then to wrap it up with it, Tyree Jackson, another, I can't remember how many times we or ha- having this many grad uh, early graduate underclassmen, but uh, this is sure a lot of them this year. They're really maximizing that. But Tyree Jackson from Buffalo is another one. And I, I mean, he takes, uh, what, Clayton Thorson's place for, I guess it's an injury, but I, I don't know. This 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 whole thing might not go well for Tyree. Uh, I I think he gets exposed here, um, and then Will Greer's the last one. I think this this gonna be a good week for him. This kind of event's built for a kid like uh, Will Greer. He can flat out spin it, and uh, he's gonna be thrown to his receiver. And this is another one. I don't remember there being four tandems. At the event with Locke Hall, you got Greer Sills, and then Finley uh, Myers, NC State, and then the Buffalo Law Firm of Jackson Johnson. So that's the definitely the neat part of this year. Of, I can't remember four duo quarterback receiver duos uh, being here at the same time. That's uh, that's got to be a record. Yeah, you know, it seems like just following uh, Jim Nagy on uh, uh, Twitter, he's kept the process pretty transparent and fluid and and that seems to be one of the things he likes to do is kind of partner up those teammates on the same side and you know you mentioned Tyree Jackson I think you and I might differ there I think this could be an opportunity for him to really use this as a launching pad uh, to carry his 
momentum into the combine. And you mentioned the Raiders staff earlier. Boy, oh boy, we know they've stockpiled a lot of draft picks here. And uh, Joe, I'm I'm liking what I'm seeing uh, from their scouting trails. They're going to be at the Senior Bowl, obviously. But GM Mike Mayock is the only general manager in the entire National Football League that was at both the East-West Shrine game and the NFL PA Collegiate Bowl. So I know you'll appreciate this. They're they're not leaving any stone unturned. Um, I'm interested to see what they'll do with those draft picks. But we've covered the quarterbacks and running backs here on the uh, Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show, available exclusively on NFLDraftScout.com. Joe Everett, Rick Saratella, previewing the 2019 Reese's Senior Bowl, Joe. Uh, let's just put a bow on any other skill positions and looking at the wide receivers and tight ends. Uh, who are some of the guys here excited to see down in Mobile? Uh, the Jacoby Myers kid. Uh, he's just developed so fast. Uh, he was kind of an athlete quarterback uh, prep recruit, if I remember. And uh, man, he tracks the ball well. He he, he just is uh, an animal after after the catch. He's just uh, such a, I think it shows up, you know, uh, understands how to break down defenses. He finds the holes in the coverage and everything. Uh, if Myers can keep this train going, uh, that, that that's that's a guy that has a chance to continue to make money. He made money all season, and, boy, this could be another big old week. Uh, Debo Samuel, show up 2017, Debo. Uh, it, the world was his oyster in 2017 until that broken leg ruined the, 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 what he had going. And uh, I don't think he's been the same player, but now we're even another month removed. Like he's had some rejuvenation period. Uh, if he shows up anything close to what he was a couple seasons ago, uh, he's he's just going to drop some jaws. And then Andy Isabella, man, I just get excited saying his friggin' name, Rick. Uh, I know you're a fan. What's not to mm-hmm. love? I mean, he's just a blazer. He's a dynamite after the catch and just He's proven it against top-notch competition. Go watch that Georgia game. And I, I don't think he's just the slot guy. He's legit perimeter player just because he's got speed. Defenses have to respect. Um, and then tight end, man, I'm excited about the um, West Coast kid. That West Virginia yeah. Lackawanna College connection, man. They got Kevin White. We're all the White siblings from there. But they, they, they coach some football out there. And uh, Wesco, he's just a unique little, uh, I think, three-tool kind of player. He's an H-back. He might even transition, play some fullback this week. But really great ball skills and started to be a reliable target for Will Brewer uh, uh, down the stretch this season. So I think that's the tight end I'm looking out for. And then the, the guy, I'm just, uh, he, uh, Travis Fulgham, Old Dominion. Uh, not the only mm-hmm. Old Dominion player. Uh, that They're going to have potentially two guys drafted for the first time ever, I think, uh, that, that Fulgham kid, he, apparently teams are super high on him, so I'm uh, I'm expecting him to back it up. Yeah, a lot of intriguing guys there, and, uh, yeah, I'm excited to see all the guys you mentioned. Wesco, I mean, is like an offensive lineman uh, with the ball in his hands. It's just so interesting to see him uh, and just a d- dynamic blend of you know size and athleticism so it it should be fun to see how that plays out now um we mentioned uh some some uh, big uglies at the top of the show joe and and some intriguing matchups between 
some of these pass rushers and offensive linemen, but let's uh, let's spend a little bit of time in the trenches here. And uh, how about some O-line, D-line guys that you want to highlight? Well, I mentioned it. Uh, I think Dillard versus, versus Ferguson, that's that's the, the feast de la resistance. I, I hope that happens because th- those are going to be the reps. And I guess, you know, just Googling in the meantime, uh, Ferguson technically, I don't think he's got the record because Derek Thomas actually has 52 sacks at Alabama, but it's before 2000 when they started keeping it. So shout out up in the sky, DT. We didn't forget you. Um, Kalen Saunders going up against uh, these guards. Like, I just, this whole guard group is crazy good. The Oklahoma kids, the Wisconsin kids. Even these two centers, uh, Elton Jenkins, Miss State. I, I remember just pulling my hair out. Uh, people say, oh, Mississippi State. They're, you know, last year's draft cycle, this this guy, Rankins, he sticks out. I'm like, yeah, he sticks out. He's the worst one on the on the whole team. The, the real player is the center, Jenkins, 74. And uh, it's been no question throughout this cycle people started to notice they're breaking down the senior class, and it's like, well, yeah, Jenkins is a player. He he may transition as a guard, um, and, and but I think he he offers center versatility. He's super physical and uh, proven competition, you know, in the SEC. And then Bradbury's no slouch either. Remington Trophy Award winner. Uh, he is really side to side, great feet. I don't know how how big his anchor is. You know, he, he's he's got something to prove out there against some of these DTs. And then uh, I, I really like the Theater's probably going to get drafted higher than Ben Shaw, but the, the two Wisconsin guards. But I like Ben Shaw's style. You know, for, for what everybody loved about Quentin Wilson, Quentin Nelson last year, Ben Shaw plays a whole lot like that guy. He sort of sets. He gets his nose in there, and he just starts plowing, man. Uh, and, God, if he gets his hands on you, forget about it. He's just looking to do you. Uh, that, I love Ben Shaw. That's the style guard I want on the team. So I think he's he's a guy that's really going to start jabbing people, uh, showing his nasty streak, and, and people are just like, you know, Bo Ben Shaw is just a top 100 pick because uh, I know he's going to sit right in there and start day one. Uh, that's a guy I kind of – Personal faves of this whole line group, I think Ben Shaw and then uh, Jenkins. I've been watching Jenkins since he was a sophomore. I, I know he can play. Uh, he's got some bad tape out there, but, man, there's a whole lot to work with with that kid. Uh, I, I hope he has a, a, a big old, big old solid week. Yeah, you know, Jenkins, to me, seems like one of the more safer players in this year's draft, in my opinion. I'm curious to get your opinion on Dalton Risner, Joe, because here's a guy – with a lot of uh, draft type coming into the season, um, I, I particularly believe that he might be better suited as a guard. But now you're seeing, you know, some reports out there that, you know, NFL teams said they wouldn't even touch him till day three. Uh, this was a guy that people were potentially ready to put into the first round. Where do you fall on the Dalton Risner fence? I was never buying the first round stuff, and I always thought the France kid uh, on their line was the better player, but that's another conversation for another podcast. But, uh, Risner, I see as a center, more interior lineman, and I, you know, day three probably sounds about right. I'm not, I, he's, he's, well, I think he's probably going to be on the outside looking in on my top 100 if, uh, if I mean, I'm putting it together as we speak, so. 
you know, I'd say outside of my top 100. So, yeah, that's a, that's a third day. But, I don't know, with all these compensatory picks, we're now up to almost daggone 110 uh, for the for the first three rounds now. So that third round is getting pretty fat. <laughs> I like it. All right, Joe Everett, Rick Saratella here, breaking down the 2019 Reese's Senior Bowl, previewing all the names that you need to know. Make sure you check us out on NFLDraftScout.com. Give us a follow at NFL Draft Bible. Of course, Joe is at Joe W. Everett's. Um, Joe, one last guy, and then we'll transition into linebackers. But we mentioned a lot of uh, graduating juniors that the Senior Bowl has given a call to. And Byron Cowart, a uh, guy, you know, uh, declaring early, uh, originally began at Auburn, finished up at Maryland. Uh, giving him a platform to kind of recapture his draft stock down in Mobile here. Just an intriguing invite that I found. Um, but let's transition into the linebackers. I know Chase Winovich is now out due to injury, I believe. Um, who are some of the guys here that we should keep a lookout for? Uh, linebacker of the week, I think, is going to be David Long. I- I'm putting it out here right now. That's uh, He's going to – Pull a Darius, well, not a Darius Leonard, because Darius Leonard is like unheard of before the Senior Bowl week by a lot of people. Um, but I still think David Long's flat out, and another one of these guys, underclassman that has graduated, uh, he just flies around the ball. He's he's a little undersized, kind of a sawed-off version of Darius, in my opinion, but that just continuously shows up, makes plays. It's one of those players where you think there's a bunch of dudes out there wearing the same jersey. Yeah, he's just everywhere at once, and I, I think it's a reason why they're starting to senior bowl starting to incorporate more of these underclassmen because it's like, man, we've got to get the top guys. We're starting to lose it because what do we set a record at 131, 132? Depends on who you count and how, but uh, it's really crushing these seniors and their chance to make it in those uh, top three rounds. So I think that's why they're. They're opening those alleys up for guys like David Long, and uh, I think him and uh, Cameron Smith, uh, he's a senior, but three-year starter, team captain, leader, uh, sort of that coach on the field, alpha type out there, Sam Darnold's roommate. So um, I think he's not as tweaked up and athletic, so how he looks, uh, sort of quicker than fast type of guy, um, where he is speed comparison with some of the other backers on his own team, Tavon Coney, Notre Dame, uh, Pratt, and then Hanks from Mexico State. Like, if all those guys show up faster than you, Cameron Smith, I'm sorry, day three it's, it, it's going to have to be, uh, and special teams for that matter, because I don't even know how much special teams have played at USC. Uh, coverage drills are going to be huge for a guy like that. You know, how he's moving side to side, uh, evaluators just going uh, how he is able to mirror. I mean, I, I, I have my doubts there. So it's a big week for Cameron. And I think, I think, yeah, like I said, David Long shows up. And one other pass rusher, if I haven't uh, added him before we move on, O'Shane Zimenez, too. I, I think he's going to just turn some heads. Just a natural. I think he's like an Everson Griffin type. Suspendability, he's kind of tweaked, but he can win with power, too. Just strong hands. I, I like uh, Zimenez's style. That, that well, obviously watch that Virginia Tech game, but he if he could just prove that that, that Tech game was the real him, uh, he's going to turn around and make a lot of money uh, in Alabama. Yeah, there's that uh, 
old Dominion program popping up again. And, you know, it sounded like Nagy actually uh, felt like DeAndre Walker was like the best linebacker of this group. And he wanted to give a, uh, an invite on the spot. He said, uh, when he went and scouted DeAndre Walker. So that's another name to keep an eye on there. Uh, Joe, uh, let's see here. Just want to make sure we're not missing anybody. Uh, John Kaminsky, we failed to mention, I think, on the defensive line side from Charleston, um, had a chance to see his counterpart. You know, Charleston, West Virginia, has a cousin Daniels, a New Jersey product who was out at the NFLPA that looked pretty good. But Kaminsky, a former quarterback that's kind of morphed into a monstrous uh, defensive end there at Charleston, is another guy to keep an eye on. And, um, you know, we'll move on to the defensive backs. Uh, I th- was there another add-on in the in the senior ball? Oh, Dre um, Dre Greenlaw. I wanted to mention Joe from yeah. Arkansas, Arkansas got the invite. Yeah, so I, you know he's a guy. He's a, he's a little bit undersized. I think you know um, he might be a safety at the next level. I I don't know. I think the senior ball might determine that. But let's move on to uh, the secondary. I think this draft bodes well for the defensive backs in in this year's draft class and a lot of good players that are going to be down there at the senior bowl. And this is a good one for DBs. Uh, they really get a chance to show off a lot of their skill sets and they get the contest balls and the drills. They get the one-on-ones. And then we start going to the seven. It's the greatest way for that position to make some headway during the week. I think the position is tough as we always say, it's, it's RBs, well, damn near opposite, I think, for these safeties. And it's a great safety group. But uh, corners first, and another add-on, Amon Marshall, USC, newly added uh, last night, I think. So uh, he's replacing his teammate, Marvell Tell. And Biggie Marshall is a four-year start, like just long-levered corner. I think he fits that Seattle-style defense. Uh, the Gus Bradleys of the world. I think San Francisco's running it. There's a ton of teams running it that uh, should be all over Marshall. It will help San Francisco staff. So they'll get a up close and personal. And then uh, Amani Oruwarie, uh really great cover corner from Penn State. I think he just understands spatially where he is and just how much distance between him and that receiver, uh, the instincts he's got. I definitely want to see up close and personal how quick he is. Where the recovery speed is for him is going to be big, but uh, I, mean, I think technique and uh, where he's taught, uh, you know, you don't have to look too far back. But what was it, last year, four Penn State draft, Penn Stateies were drafted. So I think they're getting taught and coached up pretty damn well there and he's just another one of the fold um, Chris Boyd he's probably one of the better corners there and then I think everybody's got to be rooting for the best name down in Mobile probably all name team as soon as he joins the NFL Rock Yassin Temple um, oh, yeah. he was that Presbyterian he's trying to make it out of Presbyterian a la Justin Bessel shout out Justin we didn't forget you at the draft box. <laughs> um but they canceled their football program, and uh, I think it's just a great story what he's been able to do, um, just you know, transfer over uh, and um, just make an immediate impact for a real strong football program. And, you know, when you get a single digit at Temple, it doesn't happen by accident. You, you, you have to show it to the coaches and your teammates and everybody in the building. And, uh, man, he earned it within a, a, a season. 
that says a whole lot about uh, that kid and uh, not only uh, what kind of talent he is, but how bad he wants it. Uh, I think as a corner, I'm rooting hard for Rocky Sin, and then this safety group, I just I don't know where to start. I'm just my three favorites: Will Harris, Boston College, and knew it. Early this season, before the football season even started, both VCs were being talked about as draftable. And uh, Lucas Dennis, highly ranked by by so many people, I saw it's like, but Will Harris is a player, right? Who got invited to the Senior Bowl? Will Harris is there. I'm I'm fired up to watch that guy, and he is, uh, boy, uh, that that that's that, that dude in high school. You don't mess around because he will fight you. Will Harris will fight you. I'm confident in that. I'm, if I'm going to try and interview him, but I'm going to tread lightly is all I'm going to do. And then um, I think a guy is uh, this going to be uh, maybe the Jonathan Cyprian of this year is Nasir Adderley at, at Delaware because, you know, Cyprian showed up that one week. Gosh, I'm flashing back I don't know how many years, but mm. when he showed up out of FIU, he, he, he just clearly was not only the best safety here, but it's like, no, that's an NFL player if I've ever seen him. Hell, at the weigh-in, he looked like an NFL player. Uh, Adderley, I think it's not only um, – he was probably top 100 after the season. He After this week, he's top 50. He may be even banging that first-round door uh, from what I've seen. I think he's going to play some corner, too, at this week, and some teams may like him as a slot-type defender. I, I just think he gets it. Uh, another guy, really great feet, really good understanding, uh, nice hips. Uh, that That's a player right there. And then uh, Juan Thornhill, uh, Virginia. The guy just hit the ground running at Charlottesburg. Uh, another probably a nickel right off the bat, but fundamental tackler, uh, form tackle. He lines him up and knocks him down. Uh, just tremendous effort, too, in the game footage. He closes so fast. And the type, you can tell how much he loves the game. He's just not only a leader, but he's just got to play. I think he's a, he's a lifer. I, I expect him to kind of show up to practices, too, chirping, um, leading things. He's going to start flying around the field. And then when game day gets here, he's going to be that dude uh, uh, laying people out. So uh, uh, Juan Thornhill's. Uh, I don't know if he's a corner. I don't know if he's a free safety, and I don't care. Give him a helmet and put him on my team, please. Yeah, just a guy that you find a way to utilize his talents and so many uh, good points you touched upon there, Joe. You know, a few guys I'll just follow up on. Rocky Sin from Temple is all rocked up, yoked up looking corner, and I, I think he single-handedly just destroyed Anthony Johnson's draft stock over during that Buffalo game. Uh, talk about just <laughs> shutting a man down. Uh, Rocky Sin is just, you know, uh, sorry, Anthony. Like, hey, you know, after that performance, uh, two guys trending in opposite directions. You mentioned the Blue Hens, uh, Delaware, Batterly. And then uh, USC, you mentioned Iman Marshall. Well, they just added his counterpart, Marvell Tell, uh, to the Senior Bowl as well. So another great addition there uh, for this 2019 Reese's Senior Bowl preview edition with Joe Everett, Rick Saratella. Joe, it's another show down. Any uh, parting shots for the people here before we wrap things up and we meet up down in Alabama? All right, did we lose Joe? Did they cut us off the show? 
No, that was the classic Joe Everett mutes himself. It wouldn't be. It wouldn't be an NFL draft Bible special. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have at least one one per show. Got to keep the streak alive here. Exactly. I mean, what would it be? But uh, now I'm just hoping we avoid the weather, man, that the rain looks like it might be heavy on Tuesday or Wednesday. And there's nothing worse in some of these events than an indoor practice because you can't evaluate crap in shorts, T-shirts. Uh, they'll still have helmets. If it's in a ballroom or the convention center in the area, that's the last thing you want to see. So I, I'm hoping up against that. And then, like I said, uh, these interior linemen, uh, are, are very quality, and there's a bunch of good pass rushers. I think uh, the stage is set for these tackles to 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 go out there and, and improve their draft stock. I'm looking at you, Caleb McGarry, and you, Andre Dillard. Uh, these two young men, um, you know, if you you still want to go out and be a first round pick and make a bunch of money in the NFL, that's your chance. Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. And one last one for you, Joe. I'm just curious to get your prediction here. We have uh, really great championship Sunday matchups uh, lined up. I think you could flip a coin in either game, and, and any one of these teams could wind up in the Super Bowl. It's hard to think it's Super Bowl 53 already, but a uh, little quick pick prediction here. Oh, yeah. I'm taking Big Red and the Chiefs at Arrowhead. I think they finally get it done. First game they've hosted. Uh, it's the moment Andy Reid's been waiting for, right? Uh, Bill Belichick mm. finally showing some weakness. Uh, Josh Gordon not a part of the mix, and I don't care. Gronkowski can fake it all he wants. That dude's done. Uh, he is done. Uh, he could, wow. He could try his best, but I, I just I, I think Kansas City's going to have too much firepower. Um, and then on the other side, I'm I'm taking the Saints. Uh, I know I'm. T- yeah, is he just picking the favorites? The number one pick? Yeah. Uh, I, I think the Saints. Sean Payton. Uh, everything he's done leading up to this, all the moves he's made have been uh, shrewd. I, I thought uh, picking up Bridgewater when he did was was just key, and that you know they're going to make money off of that. Turn around and trade him for less than uh, just. Um, I think not only has he managed his team so well, but he's scheming uh, what they did against Philly on those fourth downs. And, and you knew they were going to convert in, in the short yardage. So I, I think um, right now the Rams, it was a great season. And that, you know, there's one heck of a coach there. But I just think uh, right now the Rams are in the worst spot they want to be in. They're tired. Gurley doesn't look like himself. And if they don't establish that run game against the Saints defense, they're pretty good against the run. Uh, man, it's just going to be tough sledding for that Rams team. So, yeah, I got the Saints there. But um, I do look at that Saints-Rams game. Don't be surprised if it's a little low scoring. There you go. And, uh, you know, C.J. Anderson might have a thing or two. Uh, to say about the Rams running attack, but uh, you know, this is a NFL draft show. I do want to slide in one more NFL question here because Joe is just dropping gems on them. And we always appreciate the nuggets, Joe. And you mentioned the saints who were really just one dropped off on Jeffrey pass away from being eliminated here. Uh, Brett Favre coming out yesterday. Uh, we're recording here January 18th. Brett Favre coming out saying the Eagles should stick with Nick Foles and part ways with Carson Wentz. I'm curious to get your take on that scenario. Wow. 
I don't. I don't believe it, man. I mean, yes, there's some magic that happened, and, and the team rallies around a quality backup, but that's just because they have to. Oh no, it's over with our backup. We're gonna go home, stick our head in the sand, and give up. Like, no, this is the team that plays their best with their backs against the wall. I think whichever quarterback is there, they're one game away from elimination. They were going to win them games whether it was Wentz or, or Foles. I, I, I think, sure, Wentz is playing through injury, and that back was clearly back. And I think they rushed him back sooner than they want to because Foles wasn't playing well. I think how conveniently people forget that. But, uh, no, I think that's crazy talk. Brett Favre can just get back on the couch, pop some more Vicodin. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I also, Alshon, I, you, you, you hit the nail on the head, man. He, he maybe makes the play, they get back in that, but I, I feel terrible for him. What he played through, that rib injury, you know he was playing through pain with that huge Michelin tire uh, flak jacket on him, and he made all these plays. It just, someone needs to tell him, like, dude, they wouldn't even been that close if it wasn't for all the plays you made. Uh, he, he had a hell of a game, and it's just, I feel terrible for him after watching that. All right. Well, one thing I don't feel terrible about, Joe, is uh, linking up with you down in Mobile and the week ahead at the 2019 Reese's Senior Bowl. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. And, again, uh, we'll try to coordinate uh, some recap shows. We've done a great job previewing the All-Star Circuit, beginning with the NFL-PA game and uh, the East-West Shrine game. Willie McGinnis just walking by as we speak. And then uh, the Senior Bowl. So, definitely a lot of guys here making some noise, some guys sliding, some guys rising, uh, and uh, quite a few surprises. So, um We'll break it all down. We'll be back with another edition of the Rick and Joe NFL Draft Show here on NFLDraftScout.com. We thank all of you for tuning in. Again, all of our coverage of the All-Star Games can be found on NFLDraftScout.com. We're also tweeting them out at NFL Draft Bible. Of course, uh, Joe Everett can be followed at Joe W. Everett, and he never leaves a stone unturned. I was your host. Rick Saratella, tell it like it is when it comes to the NFL draft since 2002. It's what we do. Keep it locked, everybody, till the next time.